Hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is program, The Kingdom Way. And I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And we just came off of a wonderful uh, convergence uh, with love and unity and in um, Houston, Texas. But now we're back to business. And I am so, so honored to have my brother, my only living brother, on this program with me. He is my co-host, Apostle Calvin Cook. So welcome, my baby brother. Did you like well, the introduction? Hello. How are, how are you doing? Back from, I just checked everybody's accent. You've been in Houston and carrying on. I wanted to make I sure. I don't have an accent. I, I, I have a California accent. Okay. Did you, did you like your introduction? Yeah, I, I'm still checking the mailbox, but everything is good. <laughs> you know, one of the things when I was in Houston, I had people come up to me and say, you know, I really wanted to meet your brother. <laughs> I said, yeah, well. Your wait a minute, wait a minute. You and your brother are so much alike. I really wanted to meet your brother. <laughs> oh, my God. I've tried. I said, no, it's just a family resemblance. It's just family, you know. <laughs> I'm the nice one. I'm the sweet one. Oh, yes, that's very true. That is very true. I ain't gonna try. I am not gonna try and take that handle from you. I will oh. not try to take it from you. Well, where so, are we going today? Where are we headed? Where we're headed today is I want to talk about, I want you to talk about, and so us to talk about. Uh, the kingdom of God in the in the tabernacle and how this is looking as we're going out as people are being this as people are are as as we as citizens of citizens of the kingdom and sons of the kingdom sons of God how we are operating in this so I I, I want you to I want you to make it visual I want you to make it visual out of you know how you can do that uh, and and you can. Um, making it visual so that people can see how they can walk it out. So, well, I, I, I will mute and you will go ahead and talk. Well, I think one of the difficulties that we're having in presenting this model of the kingdom is that we not where, where so many of us are using different systems that no matter how hard we try, how sincere we are, we will never create the model after the pattern of the son of God. And it's the son that we are creating. He, we're creating a bend, um, a son, a corporate son that uh, fulfills the mandate of the father by bringing back dominion to the, of the kingdom of God in the earth through a people, uh, uh, through sonship. And so if we, if and there's arguments about what the pat, the pattern is, some say we got to go back and we have to do the Antioch model and, uh, we may do a model that patterns after Antioch, but we don't have to call it Antioch anymore because we live in San Jose. And I understand that we use models. The Bible gives us patterns of models and, uh, and how they operate within our culture should be similar to the way they operated in the culture in the early church. We shouldn't be, we should, because they had the most successful ministry ever recorded in the history of man. They won, they finished their assignment. Paul was the only one I've ever read of that said, I, I ran my race, I finished. I haven't heard nobody else say that. And so they were able to finish what they got started in them. 
he brought them to the conclusion of it. He allowed them to be martyred. He could have stopped anything he wanted. He's God. But he took, they could take the, the, the message so far and then it, it became someone else's assignment. We, and this is where we're really having a hard time in terms of the kingdom. We don't know when our assignments are up and when it's the next person's assignment because many of us have uh, taken control over the things of God and taken, and they don't realize that we're in the kingdom and there is no man control. It's just called a thing called stewardship. And so when I go through the tabernacle, and the reason I use it because God set the tabernacle of Moses for our instruction, for our admonition, that we would not do some of the things they did. It caused them to lose their way and lose their assignment in terms of their inheritance. They never did go in. This is a sad story for, for what God did to get them out of Egypt and get them into the place of transformation, to get them into a place where they could be changed. They, they refuted the process. They didn't like, they couldn't wrap their mind psychologically about God's means of getting the slave mentality, the poverty mentality, even though he gave them riches when they came out of Egypt, they, they didn't know the value of what they had because they had the poverty mentality. And God's told us that he brought us into the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we thought that was getting a jet. We thought that that was getting something out of the world. And that let me not exclude those things. Let me say this. The first thing we get we get to be transformed. And then when we become into walk into our sonship, God can trust us with the jet and nobody will know we had one except to be flying in there with us. It would not be broadcast on the news. It would not be in the magazines. It would not be a, a, a means of saying this. I got faith because look what I got. And this is what we've done. And this is why we don't have sonship in the church and we don't have growth and development. So we got to come back. I'm saying this to bring us back to pattern. It's the only reason I even started this way. The tabernacle of Moses is a transitional pattern. Most people don't know that. It's not the end of the matter because we move from the tabernacle of Moses to the tabernacle of David. And David's tabernacle speaks of a place where the tabernacle of Solomon would take us. Amen. Solomon's temple is not the greatest temple because he tells us in Haggai 2.9 that the latter house, he was talking about Solomon's temple being the latter house, this latter house would be greater than the former house. Now, what we need to understand, we are the latter house. So the final building, all these types and shadows and prototypes and, and all these things that God has given us in the tabernacle of Moses, it all points to Christ in you, the hope of glory and that you are the tabernacle of the Lord and you are the temple of the Lord. And he built you up through fivefold ministry gifts. And some people don't like the word fivefold. Don't get mad at me. I can say ascension too. And the point I'm trying to make is that God used the giftings that he gave out of himself to man to bring the church to maturity of what? The maturity of a building program, to maturity of a song you're singing, to maturity of your anointing. No to maturity of someone, a body of Christ, that was going to be in the full stature and the measure of the Son of God. Why is that necessary that we have this measuring tool? Because, because the, the whole purpose of that us being on our journey was to be like Christ, if he, uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, 29. So our goal, my goal, 
It's not to build a big building or have this. And matter of fact, somebody prophesied to me that that would never be my ministry. It would always be the people. It would always be, that would be what I would do. And I've learned to be uh, satisfied and content just being a people builder, just building sons. Some of them would do well. Some of them don't do as well. But all of them are my sons. And I, I want to encourage them, though some are angry with me and some are glad with me. Some left me, some coming to me, whatever. I'm going to keep true to my assignment because I have the pattern. And the pattern is that everybody end up at the end of the day, body of Christ, hear me. And I say this all the time. If what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're preaching about the word of faith or whatever it is you're doing, and you don't end up with a son, you have messed up your assignment. You have backslidden on your, your assignment is to preach your people, disciple your people into sonship, not membership, not, not joining your church not stroking you and making you feel good about yourself, but you must be able to measure them to see if they're at the stature of the image of Christ. Now, I don't know if you want to add anything to that because I was in the traffic. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about today. Hey, Lord Jesus. That's in my spirit. That's in my spirit because I, I, I didn't study the tabernacle except I saw Jesus is the tabernacle. See, he is the tabernacle. You can't throw it. You can't throw Jesus out because the first time we see heaven on earth is in that tabernacle. The first time we see the king of the of the kingdom is in that tabernacle. The first time we see the priesthood and how it evolves from Aaron, the, the Aaron priesthood, the, the, the priesthood of that Old Testament to the Melchizedek priesthood. We see the transition of priesthoods. We see the, 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 the enemy of the sons and the father and the fivefold ministry having that the relationship with God that was not supposed to make them gods. It was supposed to get the people to come to the same relationship that they had. And so all this is transitional, uh, even with the veil, everything about it is telling us where we are now. There is no veil now, except our flesh is the only thing that's really kept us back from understanding. But everything that has to do with life and godliness is revealed in the tabernacle. And if you don't understand that, you're going to have a hard time understanding the tabernacle of David. Well, here's one of the things that, uh, as you just spoke to, I was going to say alluded, but it wasn't alluded. It was actually speaking to was the fact that it was all about Jesus that if you had not seen Jesus in the tabernacle, and you pointed out on one of your one of your your slides, you have it where it's very apparent that it's Jesus that's in this tabernacle. And as you reveal this, so I would like for you to go through this part. I mean, you know, to 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 talk more about it. You're being very clear, and I think people are able to get it so that they can they're able to walk in it, to live it. So please continue, my brother, my friend. Well, the only way that people of God can walk through it and, and enter into the fullness of God's attention is to let the government of God have its way with them, and the in the government officials. And the master builders that he sent to the church on his on his behalf. See, here's where some of the men of God are getting confused. It's not you, the apostle. It's Jesus, the apostle, operating in you. It's not you, the prophet. It's the prophet Jesus operating through you. That's not, why there's neither no male. That's why you can say there's neither male. That's why it doesn't matter. Go ahead. 
My God, that's what I'm talking about. So how can we talk about male and female being Christ when the gift does not have a gender? It has a purpose. It's a purpose-giving gift. It brings you, he said, all things work together for the good of them who love God and allow his purpose huh, to be worked out. The good will reveal itself. The good will come out of that. The good will come out of the apostolic gifting because it's not the man. It's the Christ in the man. It's called Emmanuel, and the man is God. L is in man. And in man, the, he operates the giftings if the man's character and the nature are in alignment with the God who gave the gift, then we get the full manifestation of what the gift represents to us or what it should do. If it's something that the church needs in that gifting, if that gift if not trying to take ownership of it and market it and brand it and let God still be God in you, then that gift has the magnifying power to bring change and, and bring forth the kingdom of God in the environment. But because we haven't done that, we don't believe in apostles. We don't believe in this because man has taken that which is sacred and holy and branded it and, 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 and disgraced it in the way that they want to be called apostles and they want to be hierarchy. And that has nothing to do with the assignment because even Jesus in the full scope of being God in man flesh, listen to me, the Bible says he did not make of himself of any reputation. He was not out to be the chief apostle. He was not out to be the, he was out to fulfill the assignment that the Father God gave him to bring sonship and his throne back into the earth so the kingdom could manifest and the kingdom could come. And one thing about the kingdom that God wants us to understand, you're going to be safe only when you come into the kingdom. You Right now, it's turbulent waters to, not to be in the kingdom. Right now, it's very unsafe. Let me, I'm prophesying. It's not good for you not to be in the kingdom. It's not good for you to buy into what the Father's will is for right now. This is a dangerous time to be rebellious and to reject the revelation of the kingdom of God. This is not good times. There's instability even in the house of God. Undouble-minded men everywhere because the Bible says a double-minded man can receive nothing from the Lord. Tossed to and fro like the winds. And I've been out in storms in a typhoon on a Navy vessel. And I've seen, you know, I don't know how Jesus was able to speak during the storm because storms are noisy. When I was on that, that's, you couldn't hear, we couldn't hear each other. The, the waves was banging. I mean, it was noisy and, and the wind was blowing. And my God, you couldn't hear yourself think. And here Jesus, it says, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. And somehow his voice was, was oh, Lord, gee, his voice was able to get over the storm and get to the ears of those men. That's why the that's kingdom has Lord, that's why mercy. in the kingdom, that's why in the kingdom, he's saying, if you have ears, if you have ears, you can hear yes, the soul. If you if have ears, yeah, because in those ears, the storm is coming. The storm is coming, and you gotta have ears. You gotta quit being hard-headed and intellectual, and you're gonna have to trust God by faith and not by sight. You're gonna have to stop looking at stuff and giving your opinion. You're gonna have to yield to the Spirit of God and to His leaders that have been called by Him to talk to you. He never just, never, 
did not have a man or a woman that he set to be a voice for the generations. They got this guy in Texas that said he is the voice of the generation. Bless his heart. I can't hear what he's saying. So he you must know, not be a voice. It is a voice. You see, it, it's 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 really interesting. You remember when when he was on the the the, um, the Mount of Transfiguration when yeah. he was there, they could not hear clearly what was being said. On um, when he was on the cross, they heard noises, but they could not hear clearly what is said. There is a voice. For There's each a frequency. Yes, there is a frequency. There is a rhythm. And he says, those, he says, my sheep, my people, those that are my kingdom, hear and know my voice. And they will not hear that rumbling. You know, and sometimes they will not respond to a strange voice. That's right. That's right. It's about the response. It's not just about hearing, oh, God told me this. God told me this. God said this. Forget all of that until you hear and do you have not heard. And, and yeah, what I, you're saying is just. There's a there's a lot of noise and, and people say that's God. Uh, it sounds without distinction. That's why it comes back in the 13th chapter of Corinthians. It says if the, if the, if the horn make a sound and it doesn't have distinction. Or if you have a tongue, that can't be interpreted. Come on. Then, then the people don't, they can't respond to it. And that comes out the tabernacle, the 10th chapter of the book of Numbers, when he told them to make the silver trumpets. What was that? Because he wanted to, them to get used to frequency because his voice is typed out to be like a trumpet. So he he makes two trumpets out of silver. Isn't that interesting? The, the medal of redemption. And so he has these redemptive sounds. I'm going to say it again. He has this redemptive sound that only the redeemed can hear. I'm going to say it again. There are sounds in the kingdom that religious people cannot hear because they still believe they're sinners saved by grace. And as long as you have not allowed the work of Calvary to change your mentality to that of the redeemed, then you can't hear the horn of redeemed, the blast or the trumpet sound. And God said, blow the trumpet in Zion, a sound the alarm on the mountain. What mountain? On Mount Zion, because many people are leaving Zion to go back into the world with Egypt, to go get some bright ideas from Egypt, to get some money. And they keep talking about they can take the wealth of the wicked. They don't know what they're talking about. They're not getting that filthy stuff from the wicked people. But you see, it's because we don't, it's because people have We're not hearing. They have not understood the wealth of the wicked is. And the thing is, is this, unless you can hear this sound, you can have all kinds of information. You can have all kinds of plans, as you're saying. You can have all types of techniques. You can have all of these things and you can attain enough to take care of yourself and have something left over for somebody else. But the thing of it is, is this, this universal thing that God, God has done and that we can walk into it is that we got to have the ears in order to hear. And as you were talking about the, the, the trumpets that were made of redemption, I want you to go into that and show it and just reveal how it is that he's talking about. Because see, this is where really the wealth to be able to do what it is that we want to do. It's within that frequency. It's within that frequency. The whole tabernacle, and we need to get this, was set up by a sound system. Because you have to remember the camp was 12 miles in circumference. So the people at the rear of the camp 
they were 12 miles away or six miles away from the center. So when the trumpet sound, the voices of man couldn't travel. So God created a sound in his own system. Remember, the cloud is over the people. So they're contained in a place that's like an amphitheater. And so when he blows the sound, it reaches the 12, the, the, the 12 mile radius of the 12 tribes of Israel are in this encampment. And we go, da, 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 da. it's time to gather. Da, da, da. Moses needs to tell you something. It's time to move. It's time. Come on. And the, the trumpet would let them. Oh, the enemy's coming to the south. Armies prepared. Enemies coming from the north. And the sound of the trumpet would, would give them detailed information about what was going on in the camp, in the place of the house of God. So the house of God could brace itself from what the onslaught of the enemy would try to do against the house. If there's no distinctive sound in the house, we always get caught off guard. We always have a victim mentality. Oh, the devil did this and oh, what the devil is doing. In spiritual warfare for orphans everywhere. Everybody who doesn't have a father is fighting undue spiritual warfare because you won't come under the government. All that camp proves to you that everybody in that camp had a father, had a prince, had a leader, had someone that was downloading God's mind to them so they would know where to stand and how to stand and how to be dedicated, how to be loyal, how to be faithful, how to keep your word, how to be on time. Don't spend more time on your nails than you do on your knees. We need people. We got people dressing themselves up to church. They ain't ready to come to church because they forgot to pray before they got there. That's because they don't know the, the pattern of God. They just, they, they're just part of a religious organization that's teaching them how to do their church style or do their denominational thing or wear the thing on their head or wear the long dress and cover up your knees and don't show your tattoos. That has nothing to do with God in you, nothing to do with God in you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so when we talk about the pattern, son, uh, we see that the pattern has been broken because all we're doing is people defending their doctrine. And we we got a whole bunch of members that are part of organizations. Somebody sent me a video of this man beating his people with the word of God. He beat them. He beat them. He beat them. And I watched him. I said, brother, you're a young man. I see you young. You don't beat God's kids. You correct them. You, you punish, you, listen to me, you punish criminals. I was punished when they sent me to prison. I was guilty too. Matter of fact, the man cut my sentence. He said, uh, Mr. Cook, did you, did you sell that cocaine? Yes, I did. Did you do it because you were addicted? I was addicted when I sold it. Yeah, I was. But did anybody, do you have somebody you want to snitch on? I said, no, I take full responsibility for what I did. He said, what did you say? Watch this. And when I told him I would take full responsibility, he said, I'm going to cut your sentence. That man cut that. That man cut my. I know that was God because of what I'm doing today, I had to be free. He had to let me out. You see what I'm saying? We have to take a we, look. We're going to have to take and redress what we call what we call the church or what church. Or we not to talk about ecclesia, but the functioning of the body of Christ is detailed in the tabernacle of Moses. Every piece of furniture is a process to get you into the holy of holy every piece of furniture is a character builder 
Uh, excuse me, you got to go back. We got to rewind. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. You, I know you are, but we're rewinding because one of the things of it is, is this, is that people do not understand something. You spoke something very, very powerful. And you said that when you were in prison, I know what happened to me when I, anyway, whatever. Where am I? I don't, don't tell it I know, all. I know I'm not going to tell it all. So no, like I, it is, it's not tell it all. That's right. That's okay. right. That's right. Okay. I know that when I was in the lockout, when I was doing what I was doing. When I was honest, see, here's what it is. Now, listen to this. And because we're going to talk about this on the next program, you're going to do most of the talking. But here is the deal. When you were honest with yourself and then with them, you were being honest with God. And they had to let you go. One of the reasons that people are still in bondage and still can't hear is because number one, they have not fessed up. They have not been honest. It's always somebody else's fault. And I don't see any place in the tabernacle. They will not be able, you can't stand before a holy God. And this is not the, the Catholic sign that I was doing. <laughs> uh, you cannot, can you or can you not? <laughs> you better stop it. Stand before a holy God with an unholy mouth. And this is one of the things that is being done. People are blaming other people. I'm not doing what I'm doing because people won't do this, because people are doing this, because people are doing this. Where in the hell is that in the pattern of the pattern son? He did not blame anybody. Where, where in the hell, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that that's where it is. Uh, 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 and that word's in the Bible. I read it. I read it. I read it. Okay. So when we come back, you're gonna when we come back on the next program, we're gonna talk about this because what you said was so powerful. That's what the man says. I'm gonna cut your sentence because you didn't blame nobody else. You were addicted to this, you were addicted to this and you sold this you i did it i did it i did it yes put it on nobody else until until, until you come into transformation it will always be somebody else's fault for the way you act out in your life in christ watch this if you be in christ you a new creation how could i get you to act out the old because you never came in and became the new and so everything you do, you filter through your old, your old experiences and your old pain and every conversation is about who hurt you and how long it's taking you to get over it. And now everybody's focusing no longer on the assignment. It's on you because you, you're not fit to do the assignment yet because you're still in the ICU unit taking the oxygen. You own a respirator, ventilator, and you're getting a, trans, a transfusion at the same time. Okay. We're, we have run out of time. I mean, we have, we have run out of time for this program, but we're going to be back next week, telling it like it is the kingdom way. And Apostle right. Calvin is going to pick up on the part where when he was incarcerated, I like saying that when he was incarcerated, how the honesty, how truth came forth. And if you want to see it in the in, in the word of God, Joseph stayed in jail until Joseph stopped blaming somebody else for his problem. So my co my co-host and my brother 
uh, not my brother in the Lord, but my brother and in the Lord also say, want to say goodbye to you. And we'll see you back here next week when we're telling it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye. Love you so much. God bless everyone. God bless. Praise the Lord. <laughs>